Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. everybody how are we doing welcome back to life's your bitch the podcast where we are changing the narrative where we're trying our best to be our best and now where we are navigating our 20s if you follow me on everything else if not i'll link everything down below my instagram my tiktok my youtube i have recently started a series across my platforms called 20 something and trying where i'm just showing you me navigating life living alone in a new city trying new things, trying to make friends and literally everything that comes along with our 20s, saving, finances. I'm trying it all and I'm trying to share it all. And now we are bringing that to the podcast with our series 20 something and trying. To me, this series is all about normalizing the uncertainty, showing you that your 20s does not have to be extravagant and even the people that you think have it all figured out definitely don't. And we're all going through our own little struggles. We're all deciding between these big life events. And yeah, I just really wanna normalize this uncertainty and show you that you are absolutely not alone and have some good conversations along the way and hopefully have some really inspiring conversations, a lot of different people. I know that is exactly what today's episode is. Every month, every four weeks, you are gonna get a brand new guest on the podcast and oh my God, we have some really cool people lined up, like really cool people lined up guys. And the first one, I can't believe this, is Holly Brooks, Holly B Fitness over on all of her socials. I have genuinely followed Holly since the beginning of her like social media journey, since her beginning of her fitness journey. And I just think she is incredible. And to sit down with her today and talk almost all things outside of fitness. Obviously we do touch on her running journey because it's such a huge part of her life at the moment, but to sit down and talk about her journey through her twenties and her mindset towards different things. We talk about saving, breakups, moving, next paths. We cover it all and it was just such an amazing conversation. I'm filming this intro now a few days later when I've had time to edit and reflect on the podcast. And this truly is one of my favorite episodes I've put out. And I'm just so excited for this series. All of mine and Holly's socials are linked down below. So of course, if for some reason you don't follow Holly, go and do so. I know after this episode, you're gonna want to. And also if you don't follow me and you've come from Holly, all of mine are linked down below. And I really appreciate the support. And also in this episode, we have our new Patreon feature. So I have recently started a Patreon, which I'm not gonna bore you about in this intro, but in our Patreon, there is extended guest Q and A's. So as well as this episode, there is also an extended Q and A with Holly over on my Patreon, where we talk her controversial (laughs) favorite running songs, running essentials. We talk about advice she would give her younger self. We talk about how she's gone about making new friends in a new city. We really have covered absolutely everything and I hope you guys love this episode as much as I do. Let's just get straight into it. I'm so excited to have you here as the first guest on our 20 something and trying series. I've literally, I'm not joking, followed you. I think you know this, followed you from like the first ever TikTok you posted. <laughs> the first one, day one. I feel like I literally went on, seen your 
classic what I eat in a day is. Yeah. Oh my god, look And um, one of your profile, I'm pretty sure you had maybe like three other TikToks. Yeah. And I feel like ever since I've been, it's, I've been hooked. You say that, but like when you followed me, I had such a fangirl moment because I think I'd followed you on Instagram <laughs> for ages and I remember you DM'd me and I was like, oh my god, oh my god. Oh, oh my god, god yeah. And, like, <laughs> so, and then the other day when you were like, do you want to do the podcast? I was like, Oh, that's so cute. Yeah, I'm very grateful that you're here. I'm super excited. Before we before we get started, we start everything on this podcast of three things we're grateful for. So, if you can take okay. us away. Let me jump in. I think, first thing, I'm going to laugh because we literally mentioned this earlier, but genuinely the weather. Like, that's <laughs> Did you not see the yeah. rainstorm like two minutes post, ago? Post-rainstorm. Like, when the sun is out, like this morning I was sat in my car and like, the sun was out and it's crispy and cold. I'm like... <sighs> I just love that. Like, yeah. I feel like this kind of like season of the year I'm grateful for. I just really love like autumn. Um, I think the second thing is to, again, these are probably going to be really cliche, but I'm going to say like my mum. I feel like. Oh, that's such a nice one. We just have like the best FaceTimes at the moment, and she's actually coming out. I want to go to New York in a few weeks with me. So I feel like we're deep in like New York planning, and I'm just like. Oh, that's she's so exciting. Out with yeah. Me and like excited for that as well. And mm-hmm. then. The third thing is probably going to be, like, my running journey at the moment. I feel like that has just been a massive part of, like, my year anyway. But I think over the past month, I feel, like, ridiculously grateful for it. Because it's just given me, like, such good space in my life when I need it. And I feel yeah. like having that, like, refresh when I go out on a run. And I feel like I'm in a place with running where, like, I still feel so motivated. And I kind of felt like I would have dipped. But like Yeah, that's just, so impressive. I, yeah, I don't know how, what's going on at the moment. But, like, when I'm on my runs, I'm like, all I want to do is, like, keep running yeah so I feel like I'm really grateful for that at the moment as well how long do you think you've felt do you feel like ever since you've had like the goal of another marathon you've been like okay it's like kind of all clicked or yeah I think I like lost it a little bit at the beginning of the year post Paris marathon mm-hmm. and then just I think when I went through a bit of a bad time this year like mm-hmm. I feel like running kind of I was like right I need to just get back into it but like it really like almost like saved me in a lot of ways because it just like gave me that like really healthy space to like work through things mm-hmm. like, I think it's such a good safe space but also such a good way to like work out emotions and I feel like through yeah. that I just started to feel really grateful for running and then I think because of that like it just clicked again and I started to get my motivation back and my drive back and yeah I just think from that point onwards I've just like fallen back in love with it love that for you <laughs> before we go in so the series is 20 something and trying mm-hmm. if you don't mind to give some context to the episode how old are you? I am 25, nearly 26. Do you feel 25? You know what? <laughs> yes. Like, really? Yeah, I, I don't know what's happened this year, but like this year, I feel like I've really become like very aware of my age. I don't know whether you've had like anything similar, but I just feel like I feel very conscious that like I'm going to be turning 26 and that's the other side of midway through my 20s. No, you're in your late 20s. I know. I'm just like, you thinking. I'm just like, this is like, I'm heading towards 30 now. And I need to, like, stop thinking. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) Bit too old for the podcast. God, I got you in your prime. (laughs) Where did, if we rewind, Ben, so you're 25, Mm -hmm. where did, like, 16-year-old Holly think 25-year-old Holly would probably be? Oh, my goodness. Or, like, hope that she was. I think I always had this, like, big city girl, like, dream. Okay. I think it was always... London like I always thought I was gonna end up in London I really wanted to be do you know what like I think if I envisioned myself it would have been like a suit and like heels and like really corporate girly yeah like a corporate girly like I think that was where I always saw myself kind of like heading and it's funny to like so interesting my trackies (laughs) (laughs) way prefer this one yeah what did you think you would be doing 
I think, I'm trying to think, I think it's... Or just like big, big city life. I think just big city life, like, I think I always wanted to kind of be in some form of like management or like managing within a company or like a role. Okay. Like something of like, I could delegate some tasks, yeah. you know, be a bit in charge. I think like that was where I kind of saw myself because I, I was very driven even at the age of like 16. So I think yeah. I just thought, I think success at the age of 16 to me was like working in London. Like that yeah. was what I thought was successful. I don't know about you as well, when I was so ridiculous now thinking about it, like when I was younger and I think to that age, I always said, yeah, I'll probably have kids by 24. Yeah. So ridiculous. Was that the Tammy Hembrough effect though? I feel like it was. She made me. She made a whole phenomenon. She she made me want to be a mum. That's what I mean, at 25, did you think you'd be like in a relationship, having kids, ring on the finger? Like where did you think you'd be? 100%. I thought I would have had a house. I thought baby number one, either here or like on the way. Definitely thought... I would have been, I always thought like I would love to get married at 27. So I thought ring on my finger definitely by like 25. Like I definitely feel like I thought I would be in a completely different place. Than it I just know. sounds so much older than it feels. Yeah. It? Like you feel like at that age, you're going to be like, well, I'm definitely going to have my life yeah, together. Like, in 10 years, I'm definitely going to have a husband. And I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> Not a lot happens in 10 Not years. Quite. <laughs> okay. So if we take it back then I feel like everybody starts to go different paths choosing different things probably like post a levels yeah. so like into gap years into uni and whatnot if you can give me you just said before the podcast started <laughs> there was a bit of a story but a like a bit of a brief overview of what that looked like for you like going past it what did you want to do what did you end up doing yeah so when I did my a levels oh, I was that kid that was like they were like don't ever put your first and second uni as like the same grades like you should have your yes. secondary choice should be like lower grades. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, no, because I'm definitely going to get two A's and a B. <laughs> Watch me. I don't know me. where this comes from. <laughs> um, so I was like, I'm definitely going to get those grades. Like, I'm just going to apply for University of Manchester and Leeds. Mm-hmm. And results day rolls around. Bear in mind, like, on results day, I actually remember I woke up and I was so drunk slash still hungover from, like, celebrating the night before, even though there was nothing to celebrate. Yeah, I that's so mom, funny. My mum knocked on the door and was like, have you checked UCAS like do you know whether you got in and I was like oh my oh my goodness like it's results day so I got up and, oh my god I literally what a sobering moment like looked at my phone and was like it was just like you are now in clearing and I was like Shit. I haven't got in my mum was like you're joking because like my A-levels like I put everything into them I went to summer school I went no to classes like I think I was struggling a bit educationally and we realised that at AS, so we were like, right, let's just put me... And A-levels are tough. So tough. Like, so much harder <laughs> than I think I thought. Yeah. So I went to all of these extra classes. I put all of these extra hours in. I pulled all-nighters before all my exams, which maybe was the reason. <laughs> Actually, not the best idea. Um, and I thought I smashed them. Like, I thought I did really well. And I think, what a humbling moment that was. And... I went into school and I was like, I've not got into my university choices. Because you find that out before you get your grades, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. So my mum was like, well, go get the grades and we'll see what's happened. We'll see how bad it is. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it wasn't great. <laughs> so we then went to speak to school and I don't know whether you had this, but I was really fixated on going to a Russell group. Right, yeah. I think I had the pressure from my sister had gone to university in Nottingham. So okay. I was like, I needed to like follow in her footsteps and yeah. go to a Russell group. And I think I had a lot of pressure of like really wanting to see my parents proud. And at the time I thought they wouldn't be proud if I didn't go to a Russell group university, which I think at the time was because they felt like that was what success was as well. Like, And you are also from Kent, right? Yeah. So you have grammar schools and not grammar schools. Yes. So were you in a grammar school? So I went from a private school to a grammar school because... And I feel like that's a whole different... Yeah. Well, my parents (laughs) kind of thought that it would be better for me. Like, number one, I'd never moved school, so I had no 
kind of like I didn't I never I never really had to make friends that hard if that makes sense yeah like, I was like always growing up with the same people they were like mm-hmm. socially this would be so much better but also educationally the grammar schools are supposed to be like better for yeah you um and that's what I mean in those schools it's very like all my friends were like Brussels group Brussels and I was like what does yeah. that even mean yeah like, <laughs> like what are we talking about here? Yeah. yeah yeah it's very like drilled into you uh-huh. like, you have to go to the best and I got predicted like these really good grades which mm. they probably should have like knocked me down a peg at that point so, yeah I was like really fixated on going to a Russell group and the University of Southampton basically were like we can accept you on a fashion course originally I was going to go and try and do geography I don't don't know why I think I just I thought geography sounded good I think right. this was the problem like, everything sounded good yeah 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 it was what I actually wanted yeah. to do and then when I was replying I was like I'm gonna go do fashion and my mom was like okay like, so was that in the it was I'd always loved fashion at one point I'd wanted to go to college to study fashion in sick form but my parents didn't really think that it was yeah like, okay idea. so it was always in the back of my head that I liked it um, and then I think like on that day they were just like we can offer you a place for fashion but geography was like A, A, B or something and I didn't get anywhere near that so did they offer you fashion on a whim or were you like is this a possibility I asked if it was a yeah, possibility yeah, okay. because I think it was like one of my other options that I'd written down so okay like, cool I was working through everything I was like can I do this can I do this <laughs> just to go to this university like I was like I will do anything like I would have studied like biology not that I would have <laughs> but like at that point I was so desperate yeah. to go to a good university I was like what courses will like I be able to do um, and I went to Southampton and it just was not a very good experience. Like, it, I don't know how to, have you been to Southampton? Mm-hmm. So there's Southampton University, but then they have some of their courses are off campus. Right. In a place called Winchester. Okay. And Winchester is a really lovely place if you want to retire and live there. <laughs> it's not the best for like students. We're not like living up in Winchester. No, there, was, like, there was like one bar called like vodka and the floors were sticky. Of course it was it as just, well. It just, it just wasn't a vibe. Um, and I think, yeah, I went there and I think I lasted six months. Right. And I was like, I need to leave. And my mum and dad were like, you are not leaving. Like, you cannot drop out of university. Like, it was just like this, I don't know, I guess like frowned upon sort of thing. Yeah. And I guess maybe they didn't want to have the kid that dropped out of university. Yeah. And I remember I was like, UCAS, the new UCAS deadline was like two days away. My friend told me, he was like, if you want to apply for like another university for next year, you have to do it now. So I just went off by myself, applied for... Manchester Metropolitan because mm-hmm. I remembered how much I loved Manchester as a city yeah and then got in um on an unconditional because I already had my grades and I literally called my mum was like uh yeah I've dropped out I've told Southampton I'm leaving and I'm going to Manchester Met like in September she was just like oh like, what <laughs> okay. I was like it's happening I've sorted it all out um and then that was that wow go you for doing that though uh, that is so proactive yeah, yeah. I think I was just like it like I had to act in that moment because yeah I wouldn't have gone anywhere and I was like I just have a feeling about like Manchester as a place that I really like so I might as well just go for it and just do the same course but somewhere else in the mm-hmm. city that I actually like. So then three years in Manchester? Yeah. Well, was your course? Yeah four years so I did okay. a placement year as well but then oh, okay. kind of Covid kind of broke that up. Yeah, yeah. Four years at Man Met which were like it was like the best decision I've ever made like I loved that university. That's so good. Yeah. And then so when did you graduate? How long have you been out of uni now? I think So then what was next? So post-university... I'm like asking you all this. I know. (laughs) I know what was next, but for dramatic effect. So post-uni, I think... So I'd done my placement year at Boohoo, and I was always like, I'll go back to Boohoo. Oh, did you? Yeah, but I actually think... Spending a bit of time at Boohoo, I kind of realised that, like, it wasn't really, like, the place for me. I don't really, like, agree with fast fashion. Yeah. Anyway, I think at the time it was just, like, 
Uhu was like the place to mm-hmm. work. And I was like, oh my God, I really want to work there. Mm. So post-university, I was like, right, I want to go into fashion. But then I was also like, I had this pressure that everybody kind of has coming out of university. I'm like, everybody's going off and doing these incredible grad schemes. Yeah. And I kind of did a similar thing like I did with university and I started to scramble and I was like, what what sounds good? Like, what's going to be a good job to have? And my friend who I live with was applying for like real estate grad schemes. So I was like, I'll do that. So I started to apply for like surveying grad schemes, quantity surveying grad schemes. Like, did you really? Yeah, what does that even mean? I actually don't know. I I couldn't even tell you now, but I was applying for them and then I wasn't obviously getting them because... I'm seeing a theme. I'm studying fashion. (laughs) Yeah, like I'd studied fashion. So these people like, this doesn't make sense. But I think again, on paper, that looked really Mm. good. So I was like, that's what I should do. Um, and then I remember Look Fantastic released their grad schemes and I was like, okay, like this actually makes sense to me. Like, yeah. I fit the brief. I think I would enjoy it here. So I applied there really amazingly. Like I didn't think I was going to get it, but got it. Um, and then I worked there for three months before, <laughs> before leaving, <laughs> but like my social media kind of took over in a way that yeah. I, I never thought it would. And it kind of got to the point where like, you know, like social media can be like a lot to handle. Mm-hmm. So to balance like that and a job, it just... They didn't align anymore and it was kind of like I either had to choose Look Fantastic or I had to choose yeah. social media. So I was like, I'm just gonna take a chance and try and pursue social media full time. Do you think I've like two questions off the mm-hmm. back of that. Do you think you were doing like picking all these things that were like good on paper mm-hmm. because you didn't maybe really know? Yeah. I think I just was so lost. Yeah. Like, and I remember actually like sitting down and just thinking like I don't like what am I meant to do? And I think I always had this like vision of like I feel like within myself, like I know I'm gonna do something good like I know I'm going to be successful and I, feel mm. like I know I have that drive in me but like what is going to get me there and it just nothing fit and nothing made sense and I think I was just like just picking at things that my friends were doing or like that looked good because like that was what was going to make them like successful so yeah like, I guess like if I copy and paste their blueprint onto me like hopefully I'll get there as well yeah that's so funny you just gave me the perfect segue my next <laughs> question was it feels like you've had to like give up not give up but like take that risk yeah social media is so you have no idea what's gonna happen yeah. next month this month if it's all you could get cancelled and like do you know what i mean yeah. it's so unpredictable to take that risk is huge yeah do you feel like you've always had and now you're out here like running marathons and yeah. doing do you feel like you've always had that kind of drive in you yeah i think i'm a very like driven person like, mm-hmm. i think if I kind of get my like sights set on something, my mom always says like, if I make a decision, like that's it, like I'm that's my decision. Yeah. Like, I think <laughs> I just need to like go for it. So I think that has always been like underneath me or like in, within me, I guess. Yeah. I think when I made the decision to like go full time on social media, I was like, right, that like I was switched off from work from that point onwards because I was just like, I can't. I know I'm not going to be here now, so like I need. Yeah. To <laughs> Do you think that's something that you kind of either have or not, have or don't have? I think. I guess it's a difficult thing because I think some people are just like driven naturally. Yeah. I do think it is something that you can like develop. But then again, I think it really depends on the situation mm-hmm. because I guess like some people like some people would have had that grad scheme and look fantastic and loved it. And yeah, they of course. Like, turn up to that job every single day and be like, I love this. Like, this is what I want to do. But I think for me, like, I was like, oh, like I know there's just like something else mm-hmm. out there. It's almost like this itch that like I just needed to scratch, which was what yeah. made me just like, right, I'm just gonna go off and do like my own thing and see where it takes me. Yeah, but even like with your running, obviously that's like not like new now, but relatively yeah. it was after those yeah. risks. Yeah, someone's probably listening to this or watching this, thinking like that could that could never be me. I yeah. don't think I could like sign myself up for mm-hmm. something like that or like take those steps. How do you think you almost like instill that 
within yourself I think it's a self-belief thing and like Mm. confidence because I was that girl that like never thought she could ever even run like 5k yeah and I think it was just a matter of like actually proving myself wrong and I think that's what you need to do sometimes is actually like you can prove yourself wrong and sometimes you can have like beliefs about yourself and they're completely wrong like it's such a weird thing when you kind of realize like oh I've always thought like I'd never be capable of that like Mm -hmm. and I've pushed myself into like this box but I am actually capable of like so much more because I think that was what I did. I just put my trainers on when outside started running and I was like, oh, I can actually do this. Like, yeah. why, why have I told myself that I couldn't? But I think it's almost like the fear of failing yeah. sometimes holds you back a lot. Yeah, I always say as well, we learn from like everything we don't, we've learned from like evidence. Yeah. If we don't trust people, if we feel like we can't do that, if we feel like this, it's because someone somewhere along the way has proved to us not to. Yeah, exactly. So like just turn up and giving it a go and yeah. like almost making that evidence yourself. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like I always think it's like look back at like your list of receipts. Like mm-hmm. go out on that run and if you've got out, even like getting out the door on that run, like that's a receipt, like you proved yourself you can go on that run and then actually doing the run like that's another receipt like just look back at everything you've done and use that like I'm sure there's like jobs that you've applied for that you've managed to get that you never thought you'd get so just Mm -hmm. use that as like your vote of confidence within yourself Mm -hmm. so going back onto 20 something and trying what is kind of a bit of a broad question interpret it how you like (laughs) what is something you're trying to do at the moment whether it's like a mindset you're working on an avenue you're trying to take something you're trying to figure out like what is something that's at the forefront of your mind that you're like trying to actively do at the moment I think like god this has been like a big one this year I think like it was a really big realization for me so like I and I don't know why like I've never really clocked it till now but I have like quite bad like people pleasing tendencies which also means that I have like in turn like quite bad like boundary issues okay and I guess just like I let people kind of cross my boundaries because it's easier for me to just like accept that than to like push my boundaries yeah push my boundaries on them but like set boundaries because I never want to upset or annoy anyone else yeah it wouldn't be but in my head I'm like oh god I can't say like how I feel because that might upset them. Like, yeah. I would rather be upset than upset someone else. Oh my God. I say this on my podcast all the time. I'm like, I always just say yes to things and it's not even, yeah. it, it is people pleasing and it's like core, cool, but I'm yeah. like, I would rather just like go to a restaurant I don't want to go to than like just deal with this yeah, like exactly. disagreement. Like, like, I would, it makes, I always think in my head, I rationalize it by being like, it makes me happy to make other people happy. So yes. I would rather. I'm like, I'm just being I, a good person. I'm just being nice. Yeah, I would rather them be happy, but then, what I've kind of realised is like obviously in like bigger situations those small actions build up in your head Mm -hmm. and it's almost like time and time again you're not actually valuing what you want Mm -hmm. which can then start to kind of build up and like make you feel like you don't even like value yourself yeah just and like almost like disrespecting yourself in a way so I think that's kind of something that I realised this year and I'm really trying to work on actually like no like I need to say how I feel like in the moment and actually put my foot down even if it makes me uncomfortable because it's kind of like exposure therapy like the more I do it the well, yeah like saying like, it's like proof be difficult exactly yeah so that's something that I'm really trying to work on because yeah that's I a have, good one yeah it's like a lot that like it affects me or like things will like sit in my brain and I won't say how I feel in the moment and mm-hmm. a few months later I'll be like I'm still upset about that yeah because it's been months <laughs> how's it going yeah. you feel like you're doing well I think so, yeah. Like, it's definitely a learning curve because yeah. even still in those moments where I'm like, oh, like, she's just said something that's upset me. I'm just like, oh, no, it's fine, it's fine. But I'm like, mm. no, like, I need to speak up for yeah. myself a bit better. Whereas, like, I'm like, it's okay, it's fine, it's fine. And then a few months later, it's back in my head again. I'm like, oh. Yeah, <laughs> it does just haunt you. That's yeah. such a good one. Kind of overall in your life at the moment, we're going to go into some questions about, yeah. like, what your, like, next steps are and this mm-hmm. and that. But, like, overall... 
Do you feel like you're fulfilled in your life at the moment? Satisfied? I feel like I would describe it as like my cup is like half full. Oh, really? Does that make sense? Like I, I feel really fulfilled within like what I do. Like mm-hmm. I'm really, like if I sit back and look at everything, like I'm really proud of the things that I've achieved like this year. But I think that like I've only scratched the surface. Okay. Like I feel like there's still so much more that like, I feel like I want to achieve. I think that maybe is that like drive in my head. I'm just like, yeah. there's so much more that like I want to do. Yeah. So I think that, yeah, I would say like, I don't know. Yeah, I don't think I'm there yet at all. I feel like, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like there's this point where it's like, you can have like the drive and like mm-hmm. want to do more, yeah. but like, take a look around. Like you've been <laughs> doing a lot. I feel like your like cup shouldn't be half empty because almost you know there's potential for more. Yeah, like, I think that's what I mean. You like, should I be so... Like... <laughs> so proud I think like I am like and this is what I struggle with is sometimes I need to like be like right relax like just yeah but like I almost don't want to like sit back and look at everything because I think this is just me like I'm quite I think this is another thing with me like I'm quite tightly wound in terms of like okay being driven like I'm like Mm -hmm. I need I always want more so I think sometimes I worry if I scared to be content yeah yeah step back and I look at the situation and I'm like oh okay like I'm gonna relax actually what if if I never come back from that what if like I'm just content forever I feel like that's me (laughs) (laughs) I feel like I've reached that point I don't know I oh it's something I'm always toying with at the moment I'm like I just I am so content and I'm so happy and then like, that was my goal for this year, to, like, kind of cure my relationship with stress. Yeah, okay. Found out, like, me and... There was a lot of sexual tension there. Like, we really... <laughs> How's it going? I feel like it's gone too well. Okay. And that's what I mean. Like, and now I'm, now like... I'm not stressed at all. Now I'm, like... Okay. okay. nice slow life. Like, I'm feeling good. Yeah. I'm really grateful for what's going on. And then I feel like I almost lost that bit of fire. That, and I sat myself down a few months ago. I was, like, you need some new okay. goals. Yeah. Like, you've calmed down. Yeah. The hair that we've lost has grew back. So, like, let's start on that journey again. I mean, you just did a half marathon, didn't you? Yeah. That's an amazing goal. Yeah. I felt like I needed... I so nearly didn't show up to that. Really? I I was really scared I was going to, like, hate running forever after it. Because... Well, like, after the race mm -hmm. on the weekend. Yeah. Yeah. But I was like, do you know what? I actually feel like for that reason I need to show up and, like, get myself a medal. Yeah. And be like, even though things... Like training hasn't gone as you would have liked and yeah. whatnot. Like it's important that you still still show up on the show day up and, and like, yeah, do like, that. You've made the commitment to yourself. Like you need to follow through. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But like I, for a minute there, had like not a lot of fire in me. Okay, it's yeah. a funny balance to find, actually, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Like, and I think sometimes, like, I wish I was less like yeah fiery. I guess like yeah. it, it does annoy me sometimes. Like I literally like even like the past two weeks, I'm just like. God, I'm so tired. Like, I need to stop waking up at like 6 a.m. There's no need for me to wake up at 6 a.m. But then I go to bed and I'm like, no, I need to wake up at 6 Like, it's just like, it's almost like I struggle to switch off. I was going to say, yeah. do you? Yeah, like, I, even if I'm like exhausted, I'm like, right, 6 a.m., wake up, like, need to get, need to get on the grind. Which, like, <laughs> what do I, like, do I really need to be, like, doing that to myself? But it's almost like I can't let myself kind of take a step back sometimes. Yeah, I feel like with this job as well, like, there almost is that like endless potential yeah like show me the line Mm -hmm. and I feel like because you're not sometimes I always say something I struggle with is like I'm not working towards a job title like no one's gonna hand me a promotion like this work that I can keep doing like I can literally keep doing this at any hour of the day and even the day like forever keep going and keep growing and keep working on like new projects yeah we're surrounded by like other influencers that we know that like are constantly achieving new things and you're like yeah you 
just did that that means that I have the potential to do that as well so it's mm. like like you said like there is no glass ceiling like there's no end to what we can kind of like do and like projects that we can work on so I think like your brain is just always taking over and like thinking yeah I feel like I'm gonna leave this like really, <laughs> really motivated so happy that I got you on <laughs> I hope I leave and I'm just like really relaxed <laughs> exchanging energies yeah. absolutely um okay so you said you were like glass maybe like 50 percent mm-hmm. what do you find like does and doesn't fulfill you on like a daily basis like what are some things you really try and do and some things that you try and like avoid then I think how can you get to that 100 percent? yeah this is this is what I need to think on I think for me like things that really fulfill me at the moment are like working on like strong girl society and yes. like, the running guides and the running plans that I do like I love that community so mm. much and I feel so grateful to like even be a part of it yet alone have like founded it so I think, yeah working on that is like my favorite thing like that gives me so much excitement I guess like things that like aren't fulfilling I guess at the moment just because of where I am in my life is kind of like more like my going outside of life like I Mm -hmm. haven't really found that that's like hit the same and like I definitely go through phases with it like don't get me wrong I do love a night out oh yeah I think like I just have to have I have to be in the right season time and place yeah exactly I'm like I'm sure when December hits it's like my birthday month Christmas month yeah I'm gonna be out on the town like and I'll love it but I think at the moment like if somebody was like, oh, like, let's go on Saturday, I'd just be like, oh, no, like, it's just, oh, no, it's my relationship season, what are you talking scary. It's making me feel a bit uncomfortable. Yeah. So I think, like, those kind of things, I think my brain is just very much in, like, running mode. At the moment. Yeah. And, like, running for me is, like, the most fulfilling thing. I think, like, the sense of achievement I get from, like, every single run is, like, why I do it. Yeah. Do you feel like after, like, what's your mentality after this marathon? Are you scared that the same thing might happen yeah very are much you so, yeah like but I think because I've dealt with it once and I've kind of like got over the pit post run like blues yeah I'm really hoping that like I can be a bit kinder to myself because I think that yeah, was the problem totally. I came off the back of it and like I said to you I thought I was going to run another marathon two weeks later hilarious I was like please oh, tell podcast <laughs> have so, you ever said that anywhere no I don't think I have so <laughs> exclusive <laughs> basically after I ran the Paris marathon early this year my whole mentality was like, I'm going to run three marathons in 2023 because I did three half ones in 2022. Silly Love goal. the jump. Yeah, like, I don't know why I felt the need to, like, do that. These are just kind of things that I say in my head sometimes and then I make them, like, concrete things. So I thought, right, I'm training for a marathon. I'll be at my peak fitness. I'll just do another one, slap bang straight after. <laughs> I think it was literally two weekends after Paris I would have... I did enter the Manchester Marathon. <laughs> I had a bib, guys. There was a bib posted to my door. My number <laughs> showed up. With my name on it. <laughs> and it just got to, like, obviously, I ran the Paris Marathon. And now I know that's not the way things work. <laughs> like, your body is so tired after a marathon. Like, it's such a monumental thing to go through. And you train towards it. And not even just, like, the physical side, but, like, the mental side. Like, yeah. there is no way I wanted to run 42 kilometres two weeks after running 42 kilometres. It does, like... <laughs> I get it, though. It makes sense. Yeah, I thought I was It just, makes, like, logical sense. I thought sense. I was going to be really fit. Like, I was like, this is my peak fitness in life. I yeah. I keep it going. Like, <laughs> just do a 30k the week after. Like, I genuinely thought that was what I was going to be doing. And I think because I set myself up for that, I felt almost like I'd failed because I didn't do it yeah okay that's really interesting of course yeah yeah, it was almost like I had the post-marathon blues of like it's just a weird feeling like even with a half marathon you build up to it so much and then something's like the forefront of your life and your goals at the moment isn't it it's like all you're thinking about it's over and then you're like oh but like I think I kind of had the oh it's over and then I was like well I'm I'm not gonna be able to do the Manchester one and then it's kind of like okay 
but I haven't really thought about like what my goals are here now. Like, yeah. I've just worked so hard towards this achievement and it's over and I'm proud of that, but like, where do I go from here? Mm-hmm. Whereas I think now going into the New York Marathon, I can sit down and be like, okay, I know how I'm going to feel afterwards and I'm actually going to like live in my achievement a little bit more because I definitely didn't do that the first time. Yeah. Just like celebrate my win and then when I feel like it, I'll get back to running, maybe take like a week off running and then get back to it. But like, maybe a 4k maybe a 5k like something a little nice untracked coffee run exactly yeah maybe (laughs) run for like pure enjoyment yeah as opposed to like running on a training plan yeah definitely do you ever question yourself about like I feel like one of the main things that we're all like going through in this Mm -hmm. funny period of life like you kind of were like post A-levels post uni is like is this the right direction? Am I doing the right thing? Do you ever question yourself, like, if you should be travelling more or at home more, or if you, maybe you should go and get a corporate job or if you should go and do this, that and the other? Like, what's the main kind of thing that goes through your head if you're, like, doing the right thing, I guess? Honestly, I ask that question every day. Do you? <laughs> yeah, and I think it's, like, sometimes I'm, like, there's that trending sound on at the moment on Instagram. It's, like, I think you did a video with it and it's, like, life in your 20s is, like, so confusing. Oh, yes. And I was, like, I'm glad that we're all finally agreeing that we're all confused. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, Let's why, get this conversation why, going. Why we've all been pretending that, like, we know what we're doing. Yeah, gotcha. I, I genuinely sit there, like, some days I'm, like, I have no idea that the direction that my life is taking. And I'm mm-hmm. sure that people see, like, us with a platform and they're, like, oh, like, they're established, they've got a career. But, like, there isn't a day that goes by that I'm not, like what am I going to be doing next year? Like, I have no idea. Really? Yeah, like, and I think it's, I'm trying to change my perspective on it and think about it as exciting rather than, like, scary. That's literally one of my questions in a minute. Like, do you find the uncertainty exciting or scary? Yeah, I'm trying to think of it as exciting because I think, like, I've kind of made up my mind now that, like, I don't think I'll be living in Manchester next year. I think, like, I'm ready for some kind of move because I've been here for six years now so I'm like wow yeah of yeah. course so, and I at one point I did see my life here but I think I've got like itchy feet so I'm like mm-hmm. I know I'm not going to be here god knows where I'm going to be but I think that I'm like okay that's really exciting because like in a year's time I'm going to look back and be like she had no idea where she was going to go yeah look at where we are now yeah and I think when you have those moments even like I look back at me post a levels like crying my eyes up because yeah. to uni and I'm like I want to like go and give her a hug and be like look at like how well we did so it's like yeah I guess because I've had that I'm like hopefully I'm having the same sort of situation here yeah I was just about to say it's like almost look where the last time you were uncertain like post uni and like now look yeah exactly I think sometimes out of those moments like the best things are born so yeah I'm definitely kind of in that mindset I guess it's hard like I saw this like analogy about it on it was on TikTok and it's called the fig tree analogy if you heard about it no. and it's like basically this woman is in a book and she's talking about the fact that she's like looking at this fig tree and she's like that fig tree is almost like an example of like the amount of opportunities in my life and like right. one fig is like me being a mum of like four and living in like the countryside and another is like me being like a single woman living in New York and then one's me being a hairdresser and one's me being a marketer and right like, okay sometimes I look at life and I'm just like there are so many things that I want to do but like mm-hmm. you do have to literally pick one thing from the fig tree sometimes and like focus in on that you can't be doing like everything at once so I think that's where like do you think you try yeah and do everything yeah, I think just part of me is like right maybe I want to go traveling I'm like mm-hmm. maybe I want to move to London Maybe I want to move to America. Like, maybe I want to move to Barcelona. Like, that's where, like... Yeah. I'm like, I can't do all of those things. Like, I have to choose one. Yeah. How do you think you'll make that next decision? God. Or do you think... Are you quite a spontaneous person? 
No. No. Your I face think, immediately, no, you were like, mm, I, I really want to say yes. No, I think like planned spontaneity. spontaneity is like my kind of thing. Like I have to like, it will almost maybe like seem spontaneous, but like I have to have like structure to it. So like if I'm moving, mm-hmm. it will have to be really like well thought out. But I think it's just like, it's, it's food for thought. I think I'm just trying not to put too much pressure on the situation and just see kind of where like feels natural when i think about it so obviously the golden question that was kind of asked Mm. but we've kind of kind of touched on but do you have kind of is that your next step that you're looking at you know and everyone's like oh so what next yeah what are you doing now yeah like what's the plan yeah (laughs) i was like oh my god like (laughs) no you absolutely don't but do you have one what's i think it's moving it's like the next thing for me like that's okay. i need to kind of like make the decision on like the definitive that decision. is so exciting yeah like that's what i'm trying to think i'm just like it's like going to be a whole new chapter of my life so i'm like i need to like think about it like that but then sometimes i do sit there and i'm like oh, oh god like where am i gonna go because i guess there's like the fear of making the wrong decision but if that would then you then you come back yeah like exactly like nothing is completely permanent no like, everything can be you know, undone. I just move in with my family and Ken again. Yeah, like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Worst comes worst, I literally come home. Exactly. Like, your stuff has to go somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know recently, not to bring it up, but yeah. you've been navigating a bit of a breakup. Mm. I'd love to know, because I know you've done a lot on your own socials about, like, healing and, like, where you've kind of gone from there, but I'd love to know what you've learned from that that you're now applying elsewhere yeah. in your life. I think post like breakup the biggest like realization that I had was actually like I guess like bar kind of like the relationship itself like I really had to reflect on my relationship with myself because Mm. of the situation that I'd kind of like put myself in with somebody who wasn't very good for me okay I'd almost kind of like gone through a relationship where as much as like the other person was disrespecting me I was disrespecting myself Mm -hmm. in turn by I guess allowing allowing them that behavior so I think coming out the other side of that like a massive part of I think why I felt so heartbroken was because I actually saw like how I'd let myself be treated and that Mm. really upset me so I think off the back of that like I made like a really big kind of like I had to sit down myself had a chat and I was just like I am never ever gonna let anyone put me in that place again I'm never gonna let anyone make me feel like that again but actually in order to do that I have to really like mend my relationship with myself and like it sounds really silly but I remember in the moment I was like right I am my own boyfriend now like I am dating myself like gonna be my own boyfriend like and there is nothing I actually sat down and I wrote a list which really helped me of like things that I think I'd like seeked in a relationship or like from a guy love that and I actually looked down the list and I was like there is nothing on that list that I cannot provide myself with oh so my god like, love that's it. what I now need to do is like sit down and if I feel like I need validation like I need to give myself that validation like I can't be reliant on somebody else for that because I think that's when you fall into relationships where it's a bit more like codependent and you feel like you can't leave because like that person yeah. is like, giving you things but they should be an addition. They shouldn't be like the whole provider of those things. So like yeah. if I can be basically give myself like a really strong foundation and base and like be my own boyfriend for enough time that yeah. when the time comes <laughs> in a very long time <laughs> and I like do want another boyfriend, like I don't feel like I kind of need that. Is your camera soft? Another battery in it. That is the word. I feel like when I always goes off I'm always like, oh no. Not gonna lie, guys, the camera did just cut out. So if this jumps, that's why. But I knew I was gonna reply saying, I've actually done a whole episode on like, I think it was my third episode because I feel so strongly about it, like dating yourself. And I always say my favorite quote is treat yourself like someone you love. Like if my friends are sad or going through a breakup, I remember my friend went through pretty sad breakup. It was like her first girlfriend and everything. And she was having a really bad night. And I was like, what would you do 
for her if she came around now and she was really upset and she was like probably like order her food and run a bath and I was like have a great night yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna go yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she ordered McDonald's and like got in the bath and I was like it really is about like I'll stop in my track sometimes and be like I'm having a really bad day and I was like yeah. what would you tell your friends to do what exactly. would you go and tell someone else to do yeah because like you need to treat yourself with that same level of like respect and kindness mm-hmm. and just like look after yourself like I think yeah that's what it was I was like I just feel like I hadn't been there for myself for so long that I was like well like I can't go through like life like this like that's yeah not, it's not an okay way to be and also I think until like I've really healed that part of myself, I will never find someone because I'll be seeking the wrong thing. Something else, else, yeah. And I must say at the moment, you look just, you like glowing in a different way. You look like your confidence is like, I feel like you can tell, like I feel like it happened to like Anna Archer as well. Like, I feel like you can see when someone's confidence is coming from a different place. Yeah, like, I feel like you glow different. Oh, thank you. No, <laughs> I do. I feel like in the past, like because I think I just was like, right, I'm literally going to put the work in and like I did actually really like sit down and really try like my hardest and I feel like I have definitely like built it back up and I mm-hmm. feel like I'm in a way stronger place already like which is such a nice thing to like look back yeah. on and, like I was like I know now that like I would never put myself in a situation like that and I think even just like having that belief like makes me feel so much more confident in myself and showing yourself so like you can come you can bring yourself out of that yeah. place yeah exactly so what would you say your biggest I feel like that is such a huge like topic in mm-hmm. itself would you say that like sitting down and like writing that kind of list and like having that concrete proof of like this is what I wanted and like almost going through it would you say that's like your biggest bit of advice helps me so much because I think it's just like things that you can do that just almost like click your mentality it's Mm. just almost like those light bulb moments yeah and like for me that was such a light bulb moment of like well like why have I been like trying to find this from someone else when like I can just provide it to myself and just yeah like literally being so kind to yourself I think post breakup I really took a lot of times like feel my emotions and I kind so of important. yeah well like, I touched on it earlier but like because I'm so like tightly wound and driven sometimes like I can be very bad at kind of like brushing over my emotions and not sitting and feeling them and just like getting on with things like I'll, I'll just be like oh god I'll just move on like I'll just focus on work whereas like yeah actually I was like do you know what I'm actually gonna take a week I'm just gonna sit if I feel like I need to cry I'm gonna cry like if I feel like I want to like go out like do you know what I mean just mm-hmm. do whatever I feel yeah like. so important just work through the emotions properly rather than like go over them because you can't things like you can't go on with them you can't go over them you have to go through them. yeah like, I was just like i have to go going on a bear this. hump yeah, <laughs> did you ever read that yeah. when you were yeah. <laughs> no exactly okay on to something a bit happier if yeah. you will what does making the most of your 20s mean to you i think that's such a big question because i think it's so different for everybody else mm-hmm. I think this is something that i really realized recently in terms of like kind of understanding what fulfills me and what doesn't fulfill other people mm-hmm. and I think making the most of my 20s like for me like I really want to look back on these years and be like okay like I achieved a lot but also like really soaked in the time of like my 20s as well because yeah. I think sometimes I can be really like when I'm saying like I get really focused on work like I definitely want to achieve things but I also want to like really remember my age sometimes and like yeah it's really important because I don't want to look back in three years and be like oh I focused too much on work and like I didn't go out with my friends and I didn't do that enough and I think almost like live a yeah bit more. live my life like to as full as possible really I yeah really, like take advantage of I guess kind of like the fortunate situation that I'm in with my job like I think yeah we're both so lucky that we're like self-employed and we can go off and like see things and do amazing things so I think yeah as long as I can look back and be like okay like I really made the most of that and I didn't like focus too hard on like work or like building a business because those things they can come like I've got yeah. time to do that like this I'm never gonna be 25 I mean I'm not gonna be 25 for much longer but like oh god here we go but like 
never going to be 25 again, so I don't want to look back and be like, oh, why was I so worried about, like, the next chapter? I should have just, God, like, yeah. planted my feet and really, like, enjoyed the moment. Do you feel like you are making the most of your 20s, if you will? I think I definitely need... Yeah, I think so. It's a hard one, I think, because I said I'm so tightly wound sometimes. Yeah. Like, like, work is, like, I love working and, like, I love running, but sometimes I'm like, no, like, I need to, like... But also, that's amazing. Yeah. And if that... I, there's probably so many people listening to this, like, well, I wish that was me. Yeah. I wish I found so much, like, love and fulfilment in such great things. Yeah. Like, running and my health and my work. And, yeah, like, so, so many people probably don't feel like that. Yeah. So just because you feel... I feel like it's such, like, conflicting thing at this age. Mm. It's just because you feel like you should be, like, travelling more and doing this and, yeah. like, going out with my friends. And they're all obviously amazing things. But if that's, mm. like... You literally said that's not what's quite ticking you over yeah, at the moment. that's so true. I so if it's like, like, if it's not, and this is what you're loving at the moment... Then that's what's going to be, like, good for me. Yeah, that's yeah. a good way to look at it. I think it's, again, it's that thing of, like, wanting to do thinking, everything and, like, thinking that you should yeah. be doing... If that's making them happy, then that'll be making me happy. But, yeah, I think, like, in this moment, like, I definitely feel like doing, like, these runs and kind of, like, running the marathons. Like, I cannot wait to look back on, like, the 20s and be like, oh, my goodness, like... Run like two marathons in a year, like that's absolutely crazy. Yeah, insane with Strava in New York. With, with Can I just like what the fuck? <laughs> insane? What was your reaction when you got that email? I cried. My Did you? Like a baby. I think because at the beginning of the year I'd looked into it and I was like, oh, you have to qualify for. Yeah, is it like a sub four or something? It's like three hours twenty for our age category. So I was like, never gonna happen. Like not gonna wow. shave like fifty minutes off my time. Um, so that's just, some serious time. Like ser- like I. I wouldn't make it to the end. I'd make it like 10K and I'd just like pass out. But I was just like, it's just not going to happen. It would be amazing. And then, yeah, when they sent the email, I was just like, oh my God, like it's it's happening. But I also was hit with like massive like- If that's not self, manifestation. Self, yeah, I thought this. So I, was like, I was really like, I would love to do it, but not going to happen. Um, but yeah, I think initially in that moment, I had like a lot of self-doubt. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I've only got 11 weeks to train. Like I'm not going to be able to do it. And I think- sometimes the pressure of social media I'm like I'm not gonna be able to run it quicker than the first one but then it's like those things do not matter and like that's what I talk about all the time mm-hmm. so I was like right take I was gonna say yeah own. be the like, influence that shows up and like doesn't like, yeah. I'm sure you will yeah, I'm sure exactly, you'll do great yeah. but like even if you did I think I would see that and be like oh god thank god yeah like, well, I was just like I was like even if I showed up and I like walked like I've still completed the New York Marathon yeah like, the time and the pace like do not matter and I think no. I just really got into my head about it for a minute and my dad like because I spoke to my mum and then my dad was listening and then he called me back and he was like, if you do not do this marathon, like, I would disown you as a child. Like, you, have to do, you have to do this. And I was like, okay, I'm doing it. Yeah, you need someone to do that every yeah. now and then, like, get you out of your yeah, head. Like, giant kick up the butt. Yeah. <laughs> do you have, I know you, I know you don't from the conversation <laughs> we have, but then does it, like, scare you or do you think past, I think for me as well, because it's this job, hmm. I think about, like, my pension yeah. and all these things and I'm like, everyone's like, what are you going to, do like yeah. forever do you have something in your head that like 40 50 year old you is like can you see a path God, no. no i think i like to no i mean i like to think that what i'm building at the moment of like strong girl society will hopefully like keep growing and keep yeah of course to something like even bigger and more amazing but yeah i think past like maybe like 30 I've not really like got got to that point in my mind no I think like I'm just like I'll cross that bridge when I come to it I think because with our job like so much changes all the time I just think I'm like oh god like I don't even know like I might be back in the office next year yeah, like. Exactly. like it changes so quickly like, maybe, yeah maybe we'll both turn into like mummy bloggers like oh uh, <laughs> 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 <Target market. laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, no, it's sometimes, does that freak you out? Like sometimes I'll be sat here and I'm like, yeah, I'm going, I'm going to do this next year and it's going to be all well and fun. And then I think about five years and I'm like, oh, and I'm like, yeah. you know, you have to work until you're like probably like 60. Yeah. What, what are you yeah, going to do, babe? <laughs> we, don't, we don't have pensions. No. So like, what Recently we, figured that <laughs> one out. What are we doing about? Like, <laughs> am I supposed to be saving my own pension? Like, Literally. Yeah. <laughs> the other day I was like. Food, food for thought, thank you. <laughs> I'm going to go home like, right, to-do list, save for pension. <laughs> the other day I think it was when like Sydney had her baby and I was like, if I'm not in a job, no one's paying me maternity yeah. leave. Yeah. I was I like, oh, I, I need to actually save. I really should have yeah. thought about yeah. my career choice a bit more. <laughs> yeah, I was going to go back to office jobs next week. <laughs> Literally. Something everybody wanted to know and I was like what would you ask any kind of 20 something if you could answer in as much or little detail as you would like do you have a saving routine a payday routine something that you do with all of your money so I am probably the worst person like financially like I that's good (laughs) tell us that you don't please like I all of my like money is like sat in my current account and my dad's like what about an ISA? What about a saving account? And I'm like, what's an ISA? Like, I, oh, okay. I'm really bad with like financial stuff. And I think with me, like, this sounds really bad. But, like, whenever my parents try to talk to me about money, it really stresses me out. So like, yeah. my mum will be like, "You got a credit card?" And I'm like, mm, I can't. I can't even think about it. Like, I don't yeah. know what it is, but money really like stresses me out. So yeah, like, I'm that bad. Per- I bury my head in the sand. Oh, like, really? I'm just, like my like, I'm a very like, I'll just like live as I go at the moment. I think it's something that I do. I have kind of said that like next year I really need to like sit down and like look <laughs> next look, year look though. But, like, yeah, <laughs> I think this year was actually like the first year I was like really working full time as like an influencer. Yeah. And I was like I'm just gonna enjoy it and like as you should try and like take it all in and like not stress too much about like savings and then next year I'm like right okay you've had a year of like fun and buying mm-hmm. some nice things like now you actually need to sit down and start thinking about like maybe making some investments. But, like, yeah. What those investments will be, I have no idea. Like, I'm so useless. Okay, yeah. That makes, that makes me feel better because it's just, it's just such a scary, also we're not really taught it in school. No. Why do they not teach us this? So it's that was, if you said yes, that was going to be my following. Like she yeah. taught you that. Yeah. Where did you, <laughs> where did you, where did you, you learn that? <laughs> what TikTok did you watch? Can you give us a link? <laughs> <laughs> so in short, not really. No. I, no. It's <laughs> no. And like, I have like, obviously like a business on the side now and I'm just like I need to like start sorting that out mm. but it's just one of these things I think it's refreshing to yeah, though like I just I actually have no idea but I think my dad luckily is like he was like <laughs> I was say a finance bro, a finance bro <laughs> back in the so he's very good with like money, okay like, and he kind of knows so I think I know that like if I ever needed to sit down and have the conversation, here's the person to have it with. But oh, perfect. It's just we'll have you back on. <laughs> this is what Steve has taught me, guys. <laughs> Get out of your notebooks. <laughs> I think it's just like yeah, getting to the point of like wanting to have that conversation because I just I feel stressed. Like even when I spoke to an accountant earlier this year, I was like, you need to speak to me like I'm an idiot. Yeah. Because I, don't, because I am. You, <laughs> I don't if you, know. If you start using big words. I'm gonna cry. Yeah. Talk to me like I don't know anything because that is just, I don't. Yeah. I feel like that's so refreshing though because I feel like there'll be a lot of people listening to this like early 20s thinking that like by 26, 27, 25, they wanna have a house and they should be doing this. And they, so hearing someone who is like probably making quite good money, like actually, (laughs) I still have no idea either is. My friend. Perfect way to start the series. (laughs) My friend was like, oh yes, I like to talk to my mortgage advisor. I was like, what's that? She was like, who's he? Can you tell me about him? Advisors, you want a mortgage? Like, I don't get it. Like, that's that's a thing. Yeah. And she was like, she's buying a house, and you know what? I love that for her, but like, oh, of course, yeah. I, 
that won't be me for like a good few years. Like no. property market, stay away from me. Mm-hmm. I just hear that like it's bad. <laughs> this it's, girl on TikTok it, said. Yeah, that's what I but I think you know what I always think like if I do need that information, I would go to TikTok. Yeah, it's... the amount of times I'm on TikTok, self-employed pension. So <laughs> <Yeah>. was <laughs> you last week, like, oh god. <laughs> Honestly. Eternity leave for self-employed. Like, <laughs> Don't want a baby for yeah. another like eight years, but like. <laughs> What percent should I be paying away for that? How was the average maternity pay? What's the average nursery fees <laughs> predicted to be in eight years' time? Okay, good. I'm glad you said no because only in the last month have I been like, oh, you should probably. <laughs> I need to, I need to think about that. Yeah, because I'm so I'm such a compulsive spender. Yeah. I'm not good with my money. That's like me as well. I very much like. I'm treat, I treat myself, like, all the time, because I'm just like, oh, like, Oh, you deserve it. Yeah, like, that's nice. I'll buy that. Like, my, like... I'm my own boyfriend now. <laughs> I'm dating myself, guys. Like, I deserve these things. I think post-breakup, I was like, I deserve this. Like, I've sad. And then at one point, I was like, I need to, like, relax. <laughs> oh, and I can't afford my rent. You, you have enough presents. <laughs> You're done. <laughs> okay, to round off the podcast. I've had so much fun. So, I feel like you've been great. <laughs> We said at the beginning what 16-year-old Holly thought that you might be doing, yeah. but do you think she'd be happy and she'd be proud? Yeah. You know what? That is one thing that I do actually always think about. I think, like, if I could look up to me now at 16, I think I would be like, oh my God, like, how? She's the like, coolest girl. Yeah, like, she's living her city girl life, but, like, in a better way than I ever thought possible. So yeah. I, think, I do always think that if I have moments where I'm just like, oh, like, struggling with, like, self-doubt or, like, self-disbelief, I'm just like, no, like, think about how that 16-year-old girl, like, even, like, 12-year-old girl would think, I think, like, she'd be like, oh my God, like you've done some really like cool things yeah was this ever your dream when you were that kind of age like for me since the age of 12 I was like I'm gonna watch it I'm gonna really? be a- I'm gonna be the next Zoella like I don't I, <laughs> I don't think so like I think I loved Tammy Hembrow and I always yeah. remember thinking like I would love to do something like that mm-hmm. and be like a fitness influencer but I was never into fitness so like I, I, and like, I was just like, these things aren't really bloody. Like, I don't go to the gym, like, I don't run. So I was like, it's never really going to happen. Yeah. But I do remember, like, wow. it's really weird. Once, one day I had this thought, and I was like, oh, I wonder if I could I could just get into it, if I could do something like that. Like, mm-hmm. I wonder if I would be able to make something of it. And I always remember just having that thought. And then I think I just kind of fell into it, which just happened really randomly, which I think for me was like the best kind of way because I didn't put any pressure on it. Like, did you feel yeah. like you put pressure on it? Yeah, I feel like I, I tried and failed yeah like a good few times and then I found like you when I was which is why I fell in love with the content so quickly when I was like kind of on a similar journey wanted to like lose some weight but wanted to like get really strong Mm -hmm. but just didn't have the right coach for it at the time so it kind of went south and then kind of stopped and I was like okay now I'm getting strong yeah and then yeah it didn't fail again but I got ill and then I feel like I've just been like this and now I feel like I'm at a really nice place actually where the running like (laughs) it really did work it did because I feel like it takes I feel like sometimes when you leave the gym Mm -hmm. you almost have to like reflect and be like oh actually that was a really good session and I did this and I did this but when you finish a run Mm -hmm. you don't have to think you're like that was sick. Yeah, like I've I can't believe that. I just did yeah. that. No like, matter how fast it was, it was like because it's always normally as well. Like you're not excited for every run. Mm-hmm. So even like you said, yeah. like getting out and starting running, you're like, oh my god, I did it. Yeah. Whereas I feel like I can always kind of get myself in the gym because I'll be like, I'll just lift light away, yeah. or I'll just like. Yeah, you can go in and have like a bit of a half-hour session, but mm-hmm. I feel like a, a run is a run. Like no matter what pace you're going, like you've still achieved something. Going yeah. Running, I think it. Yeah, I always think like that. Like I think yeah, I can go to the gym and just be like. I'll have a mere 
But like sometimes yeah. after run, you again because you've proved yourself wrong by getting on that run in the first place. A lot of the times, I don't know whether you find this, the ones that you don't want to do are the best ones. Mm-hmm. They like because you start going and you're like, okay, this actually feels really nice. Like, yeah, and then you're just like, oh wow, like I'm actually doing a lot better than I thought I was gonna do. Yeah, I remember I hadn't run like a 10k in so long after like a summer. And it was like the evening and I was like, I need to get out of the mindset of like 10 or nothing. Mm -hmm. I was like, let me just like go out. If it gets dark after 5k or whatever, I'll come home. And I got out and I was like, I think this is going to be the best 10k I've ever run. (laughs) And it was. And I had so much fun. And they're the best when you're just like smiling the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. I love those. It's around like sulfur keys is like the best. It was, the sun was setting. Oh my God. I was like. Like I always put like the best music on. I'm running and I was like, there's actually runs where I'm like, I'm just smiling. I'm like. I just love this so much. Yeah, like, this is ridiculous. I'm just, like, an adult running around and no one can stop me. And, like, yeah, I adult running around. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> I just always think I'm like, when I see other people running, I'm like, this is so crazy. Like, we've just like started running around and like, no one can stop us. And like, we just keep going. <laughs> I have no idea how yeah. far I'm running today. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I have had the best time. Thank you so much for coming on Thank and being the first me. guest. I hope you all found it insightful. I feel like it's been really fun to sit and talk to you about like, Obviously, we've touched on, like, the running and fitness, but, like, a bit more about, like, yeah, your general mindset towards things and, like, how you kind of got here and what you're doing. No, it's been really, really nice. Thanks for having me. Thank (laughs) you so much. We are now going to go on to the Patreon questions, which are only going to be available on there, but we're going to close this off here. So I'll see you next Sunday. Bye. Bye. Just a little outro from me. Thank you so much for taking your time to listen to that episode. And I really hope you loved it as much as I loved filming it, editing it, planning it. Like this really has been such a dream and I'm so blessed and so grateful for Holly for being the first guest. I really feel like this series is going to be something amazing and I can't wait to have you here as part of the journey. The next guest is a pretty big deal, guys. Like I'm so excited for the guests we've got lined up. Of course, mine and Holly's socials are all linked below. Hope you enjoyed the episode and I will hopefully see you next week for a brand new podcast episode. Bye guys.